You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I am pleased to have Katie Tessman on uh, the show to talk about art and music and books, I reckon. Uh, I'm pleased to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes. And we're yep. reaching you from uh, Minneapolis, I think? Yep. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. My cheeks might be a little... Rosie, I was just on a hike. It's 36 degrees here. Okay. 
Okay, it's uh, in the Pacific Northwest. I can report uh, Pacific Northwest of the U.S. It is uh, cloudy, uh, damp, drizzly, <laughs> gray, and uh, I think in the high 40s. Uh, so, you know, uh, but uh, love love the state of Minnesota, and I'll probably chat a little bit about that. But I wanted to just jump right into it and talk okay. about um, – Talk about your music and and, and just reading about, um, you know, uh, that you've had uh, maybe a little bit different lives and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, done, um, you know, uh, perform music when you were younger. And then the incarnation of, of your you doing new music now with some folks from the past and there's a whole lot in there. So I just wanted to like jump in on that. And, and if you could tell um just tell the listeners about your your new album and the things Great. that I mentioned. Great. Yes, I just released um, this, my second album of my musical career. Um, it's called Fly, and um, it has nine songs on it, and it it uh, some of the arrangements have a full band sound, and some are a little more stripped down. Uh, my my coworker, who's 28 years old, she said to me when she first started working there about a couple years ago, she asked me about a little bit about who I am. And <laughs> it's a long story. And she said, wow, you're like a cat. You've lived many lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So high school and college, I sang in choirs and performed in musicals. I love musical theater. And um, I got a degree in speech communication, which combines my love for performing and my love for writing. Yeah. And I worked in a variety of nonprofit organizations, including the Children's Theater Company and Washburn Child Guidance Center. And then um, I was a performing singer-songwriter for about a decade. And then in 2003... After I released my, my first album, I became a mom. And then three years later, my second, born, uh, my second son was born. And all of my performing drive slowed way down. <laughs> and um, my, I was focused on raising my sons. During that time, I did... Um, teach early childhood music, and I sang at our church. Um, but being a singer-songwriter was not on the menu at all, as far as my energy and time goes, and even inspiration. I did write, like, little ditties around the house about brushing your teeth and taking your <laughs> shoes off at the door and that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, to get through our daily life, I'm always singing. And um, music always... Um, filled my house and my sons have always liked playing music and singing music. Yeah. And yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 I really, I really love that. And, but one of the things I was, one of the things I was wondering like through that is of course, like having, you know, these responsibilities, but kind of like keeping that component alive, like uh, w with the music I was really interested in the relationships in the, in your band too. And I believe, 
one of your sons is in the band and yeah. there's some folks who played music with you back way back when. So tell yeah. us about that. Cause I'm just like that. I, I read about that. I'm like, what's that like? Like just uh -huh. that experience, <laughs> that experience. Yeah. Yes. Well, in the late nineties, I was in a band called Joe's elevator and uh, we released an album in 97. And then quickly after that was done, we broke up. <laughs> That a lot of bands do that through the studio experience. You realize this, this is this. I want. I've got other goals and other ideas. So um, uh, when that band dissolved, I knew I wanted to continue with a solo career. And the bass player Tom Lear, who I have known for so long, for so many years, he played with me. And after my twenty-year break of performing he is right there as my side man again. And it's wonderful. Tom is so dependable and it's neat to know, have a friend from so long ago before like all of these things that I've done, like became a mother and all those other things. And um, he has as a dad of three now and two are in college. Um, so sometimes uh, I feel really old, but when I'm playing music with Tom, <laughs> I'm reminded of of uh, how fun I am. Even when I was young, you know, I feel much, much more young. Yeah. Than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's something, I mean, this is kind of me from the outside, you know, looking in, but um, recently I thought about like situations of like what would it be like to like work intensely or to collaborate artistically with like like my brother or like uh, members of my family yeah. or like my partner Jenny or like how like like to inhabit that space and so from the outside I just wanted to point out it's it's really a thrilling thing to see because it's such a deep and it's not easy. It's it, it's sometimes it'd probably be super easy and sometimes a lot more difficult than other type of arrangements because yeah. of the proximity and the relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then um, my oldest son, he learned how to play guitar during the pandemic. And we all know where we were March of 2020 mm. and what was happening in my house is my oldest son, he was a junior in high school. My younger son was eighth grade and they both turned to music and I went back to music and um, went right back to where I was before they were born. It was amazing. And um, I was starting to play my own, my you know, old songs that I wrote in the late nineties those covers by the Indigo Girls and Ani DeFranco that I love to play. And then I started songwriting again. It was very odd. But my older son, Louis, he was in band and he was a percussionist and he did distance learning percussion was zero fun. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to learn how to play my guitar. So I taught him the, the few chords that I know and then I said, take it from here. And he cruised. Yes. And I was so inspired by how he was focusing on learning how to play. Um, whenever, whenever we had to have serious talks about school or uh, 
high school graduation or is he going to college? He would pick up my guitar and start playing some of my songs from a long time ago. It was really a cool. great way to distract me from talking about heavy, serious things, you know, things that a 17 year old doesn't really want to talk about. Um, so uh, it was after he graduated high school um, that I invited him to play a gig with me. Do you want to play? Yes. And that's really what got me back on the stage was being able to perform with my son and show the world what a talent my son has. Hell and, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, that's good to celebrate. And that's what's fun about it's fun about art and performance and, you know, I get really excited about music. It's like, there aren't too many spaces where like, seriously, it's like, yeah, like do it, do you, do yeah. you, do, do your, do your thing. And that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty fun. I get to hit you with a couple conceptual questions to make sure like okay. we take, take care of like the whole conceptual edge of the, of the show. <laughs> so oh, uh, yeah, Katie, uh, what about art? What is, what what is art? Art seems to enchant you, and like you know, talking about your time and in, mm-hmm. in, in creating art. But what is mm-hmm. it? What do you think it is? Art is something that makes you feel. So whether it be a song or a painting, or a poem, or a book, it makes the reader, the listener, the viewer feel something. And really good art reminds you of an emotion that you haven't thought about in a long time. So sometimes, you know, a really good movie will make you cry like a baby. And obviously you needed that good cry. Um, a, A great book will make you laugh out loud. And that is art. And um, music is amazing in that uh, you have the lyrics and you have the instruments and you have layers of instruments or the spaces between the notes that are played that stirs something inside of you. And one of my goals with my music is to touch on some pretty deep, tough things, but to let everybody know that it's okay to have these feelings and that we're all feeling these feelings and that we're in this together. Yeah. I, um, I was listening to, um, uh, to your second album. <laughs> the yeah. New album. Uh, the new my album. debut I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, you know, um, I just wanted to give you my reaction, like the, the, the mind space I was in at the time too. So like my, uh, my musical tastes, I think, uh, I think in general are extreme, but just like extreme in the sense of, um, I go really deep into areas that I really like. And I like a lot of different styles of music and, you know, there's that joke around it, but that's where my brain goes. So I'm, I'm, I'm really moved. Like when I see, um, metal like i'm a big metal head uh, and i like live like doom metal it evokes a lot of things for me and Mm -hmm. um so i go through these different phases but what i was really digging about um just listening to your new album is definitely it wasn't something that 
I'd be like, oh, that's going to be like directly appealing to me. It was like softer um, in the ballads. And I really enjoyed it in particular for like the space I was in because I just started like away um, uh, from like my intense like day to day labor work that I do for a job into more of like time around end of the year and holidays and creating art and doing more of that. And it was just like really appealing to like right when I listened to it as, as, as well. So it's just like, that's one of the things with music that's, that's like that. And um, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was nice to listen to, but um, yes, about uh, some more about that, um, about that uh, second one. And are you playing that uh, uh, live uh, out there in the Midwest or how's that, how's Mm -hmm. that living uh, right now? I released Fly in middle of October. Um, October is a pretty heavy month for me, and we can talk about that in a minute. But um, it was wonderful releasing this album. And uh, since then, I've been touring Minnesota, uh, 13 stops, about 1,300 miles on the car, Um, variety of small towns, started out at the Astor Cafe in Minneapolis and um, ending at the Turf Club in St. Paul. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful tour. Some shows where I've been with me and my whole band. Um, Some have been duo shows with just me and my son and some have been solo shows. Love it. Love it. That's yeah. that's. Hey, I wanted to ask a few for a few stops. I'm only not trying to show any deep Minnesota knowledge, but I I did live about 12 years in the Midwest Fantastic. in Wisconsin. But any stops in say Bemidji? Nope, Grand Rapids. How about Stillwater? Uh, no. Um, uh, how far east did I go? I think St. Paul is as east as I went. All right. That was my stab, but I'm over here in the woods of Oregon. I'm I'm here in the woods oh, of you're Oregon. In Oregon. Okay. Last summer I was um I clowned, climbed Mount Rainier and I did an open stage at um the Otter in Seattle. Oh gosh. So you're in Oregon in yes. Portland area. Okay. Yeah. When I, when before I became a mom, I um climbed Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Oregon's gorgeous. Incredible. I'm 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 fascinated by uh by Mount Saint, by Mount Saint Helens, and the 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 explosion and volcanoes. The show has dropped in a couple times uh, into volcanoes, which has actually been some some wonderful territory. So you've been getting uh, getting around uh, in in Minnesota yep. um, uh, with with the album. I wanted yeah. to ask you the piece there, and I think you answered the with uh, your response to what is art and its evoking of feelings. But I wanted to formally ask you. Um, do you think that's the role of art um, kind of to e- evoke those feelings in folks? Cause that was my follow-up question. What is the role of I art? I think the role of art is it allows people, human beings to experience and express themselves. Um, and it could be through cooking and you know, you put love in your cooking and you're able to serve it to your family and the people you love. And that is artistic. And that so art is is an action for human beings to be able to express themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds health. That sounds really healthy. Tell us about um, <laughs> tell us about children's books. I will tell you about children's books. So during my twenty year pause from the stage, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of thirty nine. Oh, so, gosh. Sweet Lou, my now guitar player, he was six, and Mighty Max, my younger son, he was three, and um. I tried really hard to find a book that I could read to the kids to explain to them what was going to happen to me. I never found the book. There's a lot of books out there about saying goodbye to your grandparents and like long narratives and dark, drippy watercolors. That was not the message I wanted to send. And yeah. so I found my own words to explain to them what was going to happen to me um, with this scary thing called cancer. And um, because my boys were stayed positive and optimistic and um, uh, understood, they seemed to understand what was happening. I realized that I did write the book that I was looking for. So I got together my journal entries and partnered with a fantastic Minneapolis-based illustrator named Jessica Bailey. And I self-published my book for children about breast cancer. It's called Our Mama is a Beautiful Garden. And I um, published that in 2013. And then in 2018, the second edition came out. Wonderful. That is that is fantastic to hear. So being, uh, being a children's book author is another life of this cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, good, good on you. And I think that's the thing because I talk, you know, by talking to, to artists, you know, I've done almost 250 shows and like the relationship that, that any one human being has with their creativity is just so mixed and talking to you and talking to guests where, you know, sometimes it's that they started doing something at a particular time that seems completely unrelated to everything else or mm -hmm. like, you know, like somebody wasn't on stage for like 20 years, had some fright about it, but there was a situation where they had to step in. The drummer was sick on a traveling band and their buddies are like, get in there or something. You get in there and then you're like, holy shit, I haven't felt like that. And what? 20 years, 20 years. <laughs> right? Exactly, right? So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my drummer in my band is um, a fellow I went to high school with. He's younger than me. He's friends with my little brother. So I've always known Kelly That's so for cool. so many years. Yep, and it's so great. Kelly Lima, he's amazing. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Such that's that's some some great stuff. Some great stuff to hear. Um, I have to ask you the big question related to the show, which is yeah, tied to creativity or the nature of the cosmos. Take it as you will. But why is there something rather than nothing, Katie Tessman? Because we're human beings, and we will always have something. Um, and hopefully it isn't something to hold in our hands necessarily, but it's something that we can share. And hope, hopefully it's, it's an emotion like joy or kindness because nothing pretty barren. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the, the power of collaboration. 
And again, I've asked you a couple of times about it. Not, you know, I'm not trying to, but like the power of the collaboration and, and rekindling those relationships through art. One of the things with the podcast I find is like, there's nothing to prevent kind of like shared energy around create like creativity and collaboration, particularly nowadays, right? With like, um, just like how what we create your music or the podcast can be anywhere mm-hmm. uh, or like can show up on its own uh, anywhere. So like the power of collaboration and in, in doing that and your experience of it, um, I found it to be incredibly powerful. Is, is that a basic uh, kind of way you work with your creativity and move forth is to think about like collaboration and how you do that with a band or what have you? I love collaborating. Um, but I identify as a solo singer songwriter. Um, the majority of my songs I write by myself. I joined a songwriting challenge. It's a Facebook group and everyone is invited, um, to participate we get a prompt word and then a limited amount of time, like two weeks, we are to write a song based on that prompt, do a little home video and share it with the interwebs and then listen to the other folks that are participating. And through that challenge group, I've met many, many wonderful human beings. And Nikki Lemire is a indie folk artist just starting to make her way and um, she plays harp and has a gorgeous voice and a fantastic ear for harmonies. So um, when I wrote my song, Hero Now Crowned, it was a decade after um, my cancer diagnosis. I really wanted to celebrate, but I also wanted to remind everyone um, that you know life is hard and even though you've accomplished something hard, uh, you are a hero. So it's a tribute yeah. to the everyday hero. And um, the recording features Nikki Lemire. And I have an accompanying lyric picture book with illustrations by B.B. Keith, a St. Paul-based illustrator. And um, so Hero Now Crowned, the end product, the end piece of art is this song where I collaborated with Nikki Lemire and then this picture book where I collaborated with B.B. Keith. And that is, you know, part of my legacy is that final piece of artwork. So the collaboration is important to me. Um, The album that I released um, in October, it has one co-write with my producer, Michael Koppelman, and um, and then a a song that is a cover by Minnesota songwriter, Tim Cheesebro. And so the seven other songs I wrote and the music contribution was a collaboration of my band members and Michael Koppelman did a, I'm just so proud of the final product that it is of the album fly. Yeah. Yeah. Great work, Katie. Uh, and congratulations, uh, on that work. Can you tell, um, can you tell the listeners where to, where to find you, where to find the music, you know, all that type of stuff, uh, the book, all that. Yeah. Well, my website, katietestman.com, um, has all the information you want, maybe more. So, um, uh, I spell my name with a Y K A T Y. 
T-E-S-S-M-A-N. I spelled Katie with a Y before Katie Perry did. Okay. You, uh, I, one thing I learned a long time ago, and it's not a Katie thing or anything, is just you got to make sure you got to make sure you got the vowels and all that stuff straight. So yep. I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But at my website, you can learn about um, my two books and um, all my music, my, the singles that I've released before my album. And then you could find out a little bit more about um, the Breast Cancer Superhero Portrait Project and the artist who created six different um, paintings. And there is a seven and a half foot tall painting of me as Wonder Woman. So there's lots of stuff. I have a whole um, mission to do some outreach where I do speaking events, whether it be at churches or like the Young Survival Coalition, um, helping people know they're not alone through their grief and their challenges that they have in life through my songs and my books. And uh, my, my parents tell me that optimism is my superpower. And I, I'm happy to share that with people. Yeah. Thank you for speaking to that directly. I mean, I just had a, um, uh, just recently uh, interviewing um, uh, a, a playwright who uh, did this play uh, till death. And it was the, their first, uh, off Broadway production that they had written in their age uh, 69 and to talk about um, death and loss and grief. And, and during the interview, I was just like talking about it. I was like, wow, this is like a territory to like for me to get into. Cause I'm not comfortable like this. You know, we all should admit our faults like me. I'll admit mine like in areas. And this is one where like I, Whoa, tough. I'm happy to listen to it, open to yeah. it, but don't yeah. show myself to, you know? And, well, um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Talking about grief is really, really hard. It is. And personally, I'm really comfortable in denial. <laughs> denial is a very comfortable place to be in. But, yeah. um, but we f have these feelings that we need to address. Um, especially when we are experiencing great deep loss. And I have a song called Tulips and Daffodils. Um, it's the last song on my album. And the recording is stripped down. It's just me and my son playing acoustic guitar and I'm singing. And it is about the fact that you can cut the flowers, but they will still bloom. You can't stop spring from coming. They will come back. And that is a lot like grief. Time moves on and um, we miss people with their absence. Um, but we are all experiencing the same spring. And yeah, it's hard. It's really, really hard to talk about. Well, you know, you made it easy as far as the transition into the end song by introducing the song. I don't even have to ask you which one it is to, to, to lead us out. So um, I really appreciate that. It's um, it's been really nice to talk to you, Katie, and to hear about uh, your creativity and, and everybody check out um, 
you know uh support uh katie directly uh check out the music um yep it, my uh, music is book. available everywhere you stream your music um i'm on social media so i'm happy to have followers on whatever social media you like whether it be youtube or instagram or Facebook. great great well find find the music and uh really appreciate your time and the music as well katie Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you. We are all connected by a thread Pull it We are tighter together Stardust is what we're all made of We are destined to fly and soar to the sky If I could go back, I would hold you. If I could go back, I would tell you I love you. will come next spring but I will cut them all cause you won't be here to sing all of this anger is really grief and grief is an Could go back, I would hold you. If I could go back, I would tell you I love you. Tulips and daffodils. Will come next spring. This is something rather than nothing. And listeners, to stay connected with us and our guests, visit somethingratherthannothing.com. Join our mailing list for exclusive updates and access to guest created art. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please like, subscribe, Leave a review on your podcast platform. People really read that shit. Your support helps us reach more listeners and spread our community across the planet. This is a global show, and we like to give a shout out to our many listeners across the world, including many listeners in Canada, Spain, Germany, UK, Argentina, Brazil, India, 
Thailand, and so many more places. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at something rather than nothing podcast for behind the scenes content. And the best way to help the show is to tell your friends about us. If you love it, they'll love it too. Tell your friends who love it. We love you. This is something rather than nothing podcast. <laughs>